Hey everybody, welcome to I'm Being Frank, episode 11. Going to be talking about Justice League in a little bit, as well as a few other things. With me this week is... Jesse. So yeah, you're feeling a little sick. Yeah, a little bit. I'm feeling a little injured. Yeah. Due to a car accident after seeing Justice League. Yeah. So good, good times over here. Yep. Let's say... So have you been following online much about... I guess fans of DC and Marvel kind of just fighting all the time online. Oh, yeah. I've kind of been ignoring them. <laughs> I, I ignore it, too, because really I come from a place where I think everyone's just fans of everything. It's just the negative people are the ones that are the most vocal online. Yes. So that's a bit of a drag. Yeah. You would think with Joss Whedon doing rewrites for Justice League and doing reshoots for it would help bring people together. Yeah, you'd think so, but maybe. no. And it's funny because I see debates online since Justice League came out of people fighting over who did what and all this other stuff Snyder's getting praised for, but all the stuff people don't like, Whedon's getting blamed on, and... Our cat's being annoying because she has a bell on her collar. Go away, cat. Anyway. So I thought we were going to have a whole big discussion about it, but I'm just tired from dealing with it online. That's why I haven't done anything with it. I just ignore it. Alright, so let's just jump right into Justice League. Okay. And I will say I walked out of the movie happy. Yeah. It may not be a good movie... But it's a fun one. Like, it it entertains enough for me. I thought it was fun. It Like, I went back and I saw it a second time, and that's when some problems for me were starting to come out. Because I have the sense here, like, I'll like a movie walking out of it, but then I have to really think about it. Then usually once I see it a second time, that's when I start to, I don't know. For the most part, all my complaints are nothing but nitpicks at the movie. So I think if you haven't seen it, it's worth seeing. Yes. Our first time watching it, it was we saw it in IMAX 2D. And then when I went to see it the second time, I saw it in 3D. Was it? I don't feel like it really added anything to it. Okay. Like, I, to me, the I don't know. It's just, I like 3D, but I didn't feel like, you would think a Justice League action movie would like really be nice in 3D. But it's kind of like my problems with Thor. Where the bad green screen work oh, yeah. just stands out even more in 3D. Right, yeah. I I guess when they do reshoots, they just want to throw up a bunch of green screens. Because pretty sure my second time watching it, I was able to pick out a lot of what the reshoots were. Yeah. Because usually it just turned into characters talking with a clearly green screened in background behind them. And I get it, they're doing reshoots, and this one had a lot of them, so having green screens in studios was probably the cheapest way for him to go about it, but I, it, it became really more distracting in 3D. Oh. <laughs> the, movie, the movie overall felt kind of, even though it was two hours long, it felt like it was a little fast-paced. Really? Yeah, like, it didn't drag for me. It just seemed like 
But the moment the movie starts, you're just put into what kind of feels like a midway point of a movie. Okay. And I I know they cut a lot of stuff out. I'm sure there's a much longer version somewhere. Hey, I know what it's like to take a Zack Snyder movie and cut it down to under two hours. <laughs> you lose a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing I was enjoying watching it, knowing that that's what they did. I was like, okay, I did that to Batman v Superman. I can kind of forgive some weird lines in the movie that stand out. Because clearly they were referring to something that got cut. Okay. There's oddball lines like that where they say something and it sounds interesting, but then nothing ever came from it or happens to where that line was even necessary, except that it was a line to not end the scene abruptly. Ah, okay. And then after we saw it, I came home and I watched a bunch of different trailers from it to kind of just spot what was cut out. And they cut out a lot of stuff that I really liked in the previews. So it, it's weird, even though I'm not a Snyder fan for the most part. Like, I can appreciate him as a director and what he likes to do visually. But a lot of his movies just fall flat for me. Like, I think my favorite movie of his is probably the Dawn of the Dead remake back in, I want to say, 2004. Oh, okay, yeah. I th- to me, I think that's where he really peaked. I agree. Because 300, that's a movie I really don't care for. I've never finished it. Every time I go to watch it, I fall asleep during it. <laughs> Man of Steel is a movie where I like it less and less every time I see it. Really? Yeah, like the first time, like we went to like very early screening of it, and I walked out of that movie just loving it. I thought the movie was great, and then I immediately saw it 20 minutes later. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And then walking out, I went, oh, I know it's not bad, but it still had some issues. And then just every time I watch it, I go, yeah, this doesn't make sense either. This is, I mean, Clark could have just ran around and saved his dad or, you know, fly into a tornado and pick him up and then do a news story of, like, his dad landed safely somewhere. Okay. A lot of issues. And then there's Batman v Superman. We all know how that turned out. Then there was Suicide Squad that he didn't make. Again, I hate that movie, too. I still need to watch that. And then there's Wonder <laughs> Woman, which was really good. And in in Justice League, she was really good, too. Except for the clearly weird, like, I don't know. It just, when she's standing on that statue with the scales at the beginning... Oh, yeah, I gotcha. I go, like, yeah. why is she just standing there? Just, I don't know, that was my first thing where I started, like, having problems with, like, the green screen in the movie. Yeah. But again, I'm not trying to sound too negative. The movie was very enjoyable. And I think everyone did a great job as best they could. I still don't like Aquaman. Really? He just seemed, I don't know, like... Like, he's there to look hot. He's just there. <laughs> I think, like, in the like, the big climatic scene of a movie, he just stabs a couple people. He's there to be macho and hot. I, no, that makes no sense. Wonder Woman's there and she's hot, but she actually contributes to the story, moving the plot along, kicks a lot more ass than, than Aquaman. He's the eye candy for the girls. 
thought that was supposed to be Ben Affleck. No. No, no, no. Or The Flash. Oh, no. Which, again, I felt conflicted after I watched. After I watched it and I walked out, I felt conflicted because I really enjoyed the Flash in it, but I felt like I was cheating on TV Flash. See, I I don't know. Because I like TV Flash a lot better, but again, that's probably because we spent, what, three and a half seasons on them yeah. now, hours upon hours of building story. Like, I really feel like they should have done this. If they're going to copy Marvel... They should at least done it a little more correctly and do the standalones first. Well, my issue with the Flash is it seemed like the only thing he was there for was to run and then say a pun and say something funny. Uh, he didn't have as much substance as the other characters so because it like was all just jokes. Yes, X Men Quicksilver, not Age of Ultron Quicksilver. No, in a way, like I don't know. He just had his like one liners and. No, he really didn't have one-liners. There were a few, but I don't know. But then again, it's, it's a comic book movie. You're going to have the quips. Just Yeah, but not... Like, that was his whole character, for the most part. No, to me, his character was more of... I get it, you know, the whole jokes about him being fast and everything. But very, like, ADHD type. Yes, but at the same time... I, I don't know. I, I need to rewatch it because I only watched it the one time. I'm really trying to come up with stuff to say that's not being spoilery at all. But if you did not like Man of Steel like me, and you did not like Batman v Superman like me, and you didn't like Suicide Squad like me, but you liked Wonder Woman, I I think you're gonna it'll be hard to find anyone that would say they hate the movie yeah it's flawed but it's fun yeah i mean i very much in a way Thor ragnarok was just it was fun well i don't know where do you did you like this better than thor i don't know i saw Thor a second time i think after doing the review and the movie jumped down a few notches for me on a second viewing but then again, that's because I already knew all the jokes. But once you take the jokes away, story-wise, Ragnarok really is lackluster, I think. But do I really want to say that this was better than Ragnarok? I'll say no, it's not. Really? Yeah, because there's still... I don't know, they're both kind of... Both movies are nothing, but they're both just fun. Yeah, I mean, they were fun. Now, without getting into spoiler territory, I will say I think I like Justice League a little more than most people because there are a few things in this movie that take on a different meaning after or if you see my version of Batman v Superman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I'll get into those specifics in the spoiler area, but I think that's why the movie, <laughs> I like it a little more. Like, I don't want to have to re-edit this movie, because there's only, like, a few changes I would do to make it fit perfectly in line with my BBS edit. <laughs> so, yeah, I would recommend the movie. I think anyone who goes sees it will find something to enjoy. Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'll probably give it about a 6, 6.5, 7 area. Like, it's better than average, 
But at the same time, the movie is pretty average. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it for this episode. Because now, again, I like the movie. So anyone that is a adamant fan about DC, don't kill me over all the little nitpicks I'm about to get into with the movie. So, spoiler talk. After watching the movie a second time, I found it to be very, very close in overall structure and plot as with the first Avengers movie. That was literally what I was thinking throughout the whole movie. Like, especially, (laughs) it comes down to an evil guy in a pointy hat wanting to take over the world with a cube. Exactly! That's what I was (laughs) thinking throughout the whole movie! And the final battle is just endless minions that all look alike flying around that they're gradually killing until they defeat the main bad guy. (laughs) That's why I've been sitting here quiet! And then there were just, there were scenes in which all of them were together. Yeah. In the Bat Cave talking, but then they start saying stuff and they're kind of like verbally fighting each other on. It just reminded me of, again, in Avengers <laughs> when they all start <laughs> talking shit on each other. And I know they're separate movies, they shouldn't be compared against each other, but then when you get Joss Whedon doing. A big enough rewrite yeah. where he gets screen credit, which it's funny. I I read the entire credits and he only has the partial writing credit in the opening credits. Okay, but nowhere else in the credits is he mentioned at any point doing any sort of directing on any of the units. Really, like besides the opening credit writing credit, he has no other credit at all in the credits for anything. Huh. Which I found that interesting. Yeah. And then it's hard to draw similarities to Thor Ragnarok. (laughs) With the big demon in the beginning. with, And then the... Yeah, there's a lot lot of similarities once you get down to it. That's literally what I was thinking the whole time we were watching the movie. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm liking this more, but it feels like the same movie, just different characters. In certain ways. Yeah, but then like... I. At first, I was kind of, like, putting the cube thing aside was, well, it is the mother boxes. That is something in D.C. And look, there's three of them, not one. It's... And then they tell in the plot where they combine all three uh-huh. into the one cube. And To me, the highlight of the movie is probably when, after they finally... Again, we're in the spoiler talk, but after they bring back Superman. Yeah. And then they get into the fight. But before the fight, Diana tells him that, you know, Bruce needs a contingency plan in case he's the first thing that Superman sees when he comes back. In my mind, that just kind of really played off on him being the one that killed Superman in my version. Yeah. Of Batman Superman. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know, there's something about that moment when he picks up Batman and just does the callback from the first movie of... Tell me, do you bleed? And then uh-huh. <laughs> I, that line alone and that delivery and that scenario just almost makes Batman v Superman worth it. Yes. I was in Best Buy Day. I almost bought Batman v Superman. Oh, Should have. But I, I like my edit the best. I know, but we still need the the to complete the whole thing. <laughs> I think my edit is. I want to make my edit the official edit. 
Yeah, but you can't make it the official edit. (laughs) I'll put it on YouTube. (laughs) You are just going to be in so much trouble. (laughs) But can I? It's a fan edit. It's a completely different version. I'm pretty sure that you can't do that. (laughs) Is that your favorite scene from the movie? I think so. I think my favorite scene, and of course this is all spoilery and everything, is um, when Flash and Superman have to go help the people, and Flash goes and helps the uh, the, the truck, the- and then he he's all like, "Yeah, I did it." He looks over and Superman's pushing the whole it's building, the whole building of people. <laughs> that was awesome. Which is kind of weird because I could have sworn that there was only the one family in the town. So I don't know where this magical building of people came from. It was still a funny moment. But, like, from the very beginning of the movie, I really wanted to hate it. Uh-huh. Because it starts off with the whole... For one, it's cell phone footage of Superman being interviewed. Right, yeah. And I really hate it because it's vertical video. Yes! <laughs> Which I find really annoying. So, like, if I was re-editing it, that would get cut out. And then it went into the whole Zack Snyder stereotypical opening credits where everything is in slow motion and it's set to a song. Yeah. Which I already know if I was going to edit it, I'd do what I did in Batman v Superman and change that song. I think I'll probably change it to Dust in the Wind. Yeah. <laughs> Even nitpicking it, like, yeah, there's a lot of Avengers similarities structurally, like trying to get people together, and then they fight each other a little bit. The endless army from, I guess, space. The parademons. I have another nitpick. <laughs> but yeah, like I said earlier, like, after it does the opening credit, it goes to Batman on a rooftop using a criminal's fear to draw out a parademon. That really feels like that should be, like, a 45-minute mark of a movie. Yeah. So I kind of feel like a lot was cut out. Because in the trailers, there's, like, one scene where Batman is talking with Wonder Woman about, you know, they're trying to get everyone together, and it's hinted that he'd met Aquaman, and Aquaman said no. Uh-huh. So I really feel like the movie probably had, like, an hour-long attempt of just trying to get everyone together. Okay. Because, I don't know, I really feel like we're missing, like, the first 45 minutes of a movie. And that that kind of bugs me a little. Like, the movie, it's a little clunky in the beginning, because I feel like they're trying to, like, shoehorn in certain details to just get the story moving. Right. Which I can understand, because a lot of people complain that the movie before it was too long. And WB kind of did a mandate where the movie had to be under two hours. Okay. And that was, I think that was just so movie theaters can play the movie more. Yeah. Because when it comes in two hours, they can fit a couple extra screenings in during the day. Yeah. But yeah, I really think the movie should have just probably been delayed and let them really work on it for another year. Uh, Most of my complaints is from the clunkiness of them getting the story moving right one thing about this movie that made me think of another movie well another series um the three boxes thing and how it went to the three different uh groups the 
uh, Amazons, and it made me think of Lord of the Rings and the rings being sent off to the different um, groups. Yeah, because one mother box went to Atlantis, the other ones went with uh, the Amazons. And then I got really nervous because then they, you know, uh, humans got the third box and we buried it. And there's a scene where they're burying it and there's a guy standing there in kind of like an armor. Another guy next to him kind of wearing a crown. In my head I was going, don't tell me we're getting another movie that's about fucking King Arthur. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. Like, I really think that's what they were hinting at, but because WB already had that shitty King Arthur movie, and then there was the whole Transformers shit. Well, another thing. Like, where where did they get the third box, the, the one that was on Earth, or whatever, that was with the men? Where was the box? It just kind of appeared. No, no. Um, there's a scene where Cyborg mentions that it got dug up around World War One, and then no one can date it because of how old it was. So oh. then it just got shelved. Oh, okay. I don't know and how I missed I guess that. Star Labs got a hold of it, and then that's what helped transform Cyborg. Right, right. Uh, it just seemed like I don't know. It's like the the Amazons have this, and the Atlanteans have this, and then somehow the people have the box. I don't know. It, Mm-hmm. I think it goes along with the clunkiness that you're talking about. Uh, I, I laughed in the theater, and I think you even looked at me because you didn't even know why I was laughing. Probably. But that was when <laughs> Batman was coming up with the plan of how to bring Superman back to life using the cube. And he starts to say something, and Diana cuts him off because he starts saying, you know, if there's even a fraction of it, and Diana cuts him off, and I'm just laughing, I'm going... I'm I'm just thinking, is that Bruce's, like, go-to line whenever he's trying to prove a point? Because in the first movie, he, he's talking about, is there a fraction of a chance that Superman might be evil? We have to take that as an absolute certainty or something like that. <laughs> like, is that his, like, go-to argument to get his way any every time? Probably. Oh, there's the one scene. Oh, oh crap. I'm trying to remember exactly how it went. But the ending joke of it was, I'm rich. Yeah, because Flash asked him, what's his superpower? Oh, yeah, yeah, what's your superpower? I'm rich. Yeah. And I didn't mind the commercial breaks in this movie. There was uh, <laughs> the first commercial break of uh, the Gillette Razor, Batman shaving. And then we had the two commercials for Mercedes. Right, yeah. Because like, I've watched a lot of television to where whenever... There's a vehicle in a show. They find a way to shoot, to turn it into a commercial for product placement purposes. Yeah. But they really took, like, the the television format of that and put it in here. Where it says, I'm rich, after you see this Mercedes car that kind of looks like a 1990s Batmobile. Yeah. Except it's silver instead of black. And then instead of driving off, it just shows him starting it and shows the dash turning on and then how you shift into gear using the steering wheel. Yeah. Felt a little too commercially. (laughs) And then literally within a minute, uh, Diana, she shows up to meet Cyborg getting out of her Mercedes. (laughs) Rich people. (laughs) Not only is Bruce rich, he's so rich that... Whenever he flies, he makes sure his Mercedes flies with him on the plane, too. <laughs> Instead of just, I don't know, having a car everywhere. 
And there's a joke in the movie that I like it because it's funny, but I hate it because it makes no sense. Okay. At the end of the movie, Superman gets his house back, and he asks Bruce, well, how do you get it back? And Bruce says, oh, I bought the bank. The house was for sale. He could have just bought the house. There's a for sale sign out front that we see a few times in the movie. Could have just bought the house. He was being a dick. Like, what's the point in him buying a bank? So that he could say, hey, I'm so rich that I bought not only your house, but everybody else's too. I do like the house was foreclosed on. Uh Uh-huh. Because I always wondered before, like, who's doing the farming? Superman's off doing his own thing, or Clark's living his life. Like, in Man of Steel, just being away from the farm. His dad's dead. His mom clearly... She she's a waitress and Batman be Superman, so she's clearly not doing any farming. Yeah. I guess no one was. So I really wonder why there's always corn around his house. Who planted the corn? I wanna know. Maybe she was renting the the property so that another farmer could farm there. <laughs> I don't know, just something I wondered, but then when they got foreclosed on I went, oh, I guess Clark wasn't doing it either. <laughs> But yet, through all this, I can still say I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I I mean, I enjoyed it. It was it was good. But there's a lot I really don't like, but they're all <laughs> tiny things that just kind of eat at me. Yeah. Let's say, did, were you having problems watching the movie with the, bat, or the Superman stash? <laughs> the what? The, when they did the reshoots, uh, Superman, Henry Cavill, he had uh-huh. a mustache that he couldn't shave off, so they had to... Digitally remove it in the movie. I didn't even notice. Yeah, you like if. Yeah, now that you know, when you rewatch yeah. it, his mouth just does this, this kind of weird thing where, like, his upper lip kind of just always like stays That's... in one spot, <laughs> and just everything below his mouth moving with it. Oh wow! Now I can't wait to watch it again so I can look for it. <laughs> Like, if you're doing reshoots, I mean, why did, why couldn't he shave off the mustache? Couldn't the movie he grew it for just use makeup and give him a fake mustache? Like, I really hope the next Mission Impossible movie was really worth him keeping that mustache. Oh, he's in that? Yeah. Oh, okay. That better be a good goddamn movie, and that mustache better come into play. (laughs) Let's see, what else did I not like about the movie? I don't know, I think I'm kind of... Every time I watch it, I know I'm probably going to be find something else to nitpick at it. But at the end of the day, it's not worth it, because it, it was still a fun movie. Yeah. Even though it is pretty much the Avengers with DC characters. Yeah. And even though I, I know that is what the entirety of the Justice League is, is it's, their, it's the DC versions of Avengers, or the Avengers is Marvel's version of Justice League. It's hard not to come... Like, in comic books. No idea. I don't know. So it's hard not to draw comparisons, but it's really hard not to, especially with Joss Whedon coming on. Yeah. There were, like, a lot of lines in the movie where I'm like, that sounds like a Joss Whedon quip. I I can't think of any particular ones, Mm -hmm. but... I definitely noticed it when we were watching. I will say that I do believe this movie is kind of pivotal in changing the future direction of DC movies because of that first mid credit scene where 
the Flash and Superman are going to do a race, see who's oh, faster. Yeah. That was just a really fun scene for me. Yeah. And that kind of makes me feel like I hope now they're going to learn that they can have fun with the characters and do that with future movies. I'm just worried about that. Because that was my biggest problem with Thor, with Ragnarok. Like, it's like, you can have fun with characters, but then it becomes a little too cartoony and it's constant humor. And I had a problem with that, with that movie. Oh yeah, that mid credit scene. Earlier in the movie, there is a joke about what, that the Flash does about going out, like he doesn't understand brunch. Yeah. So then there's a mid credit scene where they're playing off, you know, if he loses, he has to take them all out to brunch. And again, in my mind, I went, that's kind of like in the Avengers, where they do uh-huh. a joke about shawarma, and then there's a credit scene of them getting shawarma. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like I really feel like no one at WB watches the Marvel movies. <laughs> Although I'm sure they do, they were probably pissed when they saw Ragnarok and they went, "Shit, that's kind of like our baddie in uh, Justice League." <laughs> Shit, we even have the movie ending where they just have the helmet. <laughs> yeah. So this has been I'm being frank. Until next time, go have brunch. <laughs> <laughs>